0: in the morning you know legendary maniacs jason voorhees michael myers and freddy krueger now meet leslie vernon the next great psycho slasher nathan basil of invasion stars as leslie vernon a good-natured killing machine who invites a documentary film crew to follow him as he reminisces with his murder mentor evades his psychiatrist slash nemesis Deconstructs Freudian symbolism and meticulously plots his upcoming slaughter spree. But when the actual carnage begins, where do you draw the line between voyeuristic thrills, mythic evil, and good old-fashioned slasher movie mayhem? Angela Gothel's and Zelda Rubinstein's co-star in this ingeniously twisted and award-winning shocker that Film Threat hails as a masterpiece.
1: I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability.
0: Sometimes we get off the topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, ending out Slasher Month here with the 2006 film, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. You heard what the back of the DVD case has to say. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties top and bottom three. Where should we start?
1: Let's start at the top first.
0: All righty. For me, number three. Learning the tricks of the trade, so to speak, is an interesting twist to the concept of the slasher genre. Instead of just, you know, hey, he's doing this, he's doing that. It actually explains what's going on and how he's able to do it. Number two. Leslie Vernon is just your normal everyday guy who aspires to be the next big slasher. He's actually a pretty fun and interesting character that changes a little bit between his normal everyday appearance, and then when he goes into slasher mode. And it's just interesting, to say the least. Definitely. Number one, this movie takes both the style of a documentary and a slasher film and weaves them together into one movie in a very delightful way. Most of the film is done as a documentary, and then once it gets to the slasher part, they just kind of say, screw it, we're not documenting this anymore. And the movie switches over from being, you know, you being part of the story as the documentary crew, to you watching what unfolds.
1: So number three, we learn in the opening scene that this film takes place in the same universe as Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and the Halloween series. So the movie establishes immediately that slashers aren't really an uncommon thing in this world, which I thought was kind of clever. Number two, Leslie may be the most likable and friendly slasher I've ever seen. He's polite, he's got a sense of humor, he likes magic, and he just takes so much joy in what he does. And number one, the concept of this movie is just amazing. It's presented as an interview with a, a slasher villain who takes the reporter on inner film crew through the preparation stages of becoming a slasher and what all that entails. It was really clever, entertaining, and Really quite
0: funny. And now for the bottom. For me, number three, Leslie tends to over-explain things a lot of times. Sort of like a Bond villain right before they're about to kill James Bond. It's like, hold on, let me tell you my plan for world domination so you can thwart it once you escape. He kind of does the same thing. A little bit. Number two, I'm actually really confused as to whether Leslie, spoiler alert, actually wanted Taylor to be his survivor girl Or if he was really just trying to seduce her into becoming like some sort of super slasher couple by giving her all the tricks and secrets to his trade. You know, it seems like he's a lot of times flirting with her and not, you know, just, you know, trying to groom her to be this survivor girl.
1: Why does he have to choose?
0: And number one, there are a few points in this movie before the full transition from documentary to slasher flick where. It's not presented in documentary fashion, and, you know, it's at the beginning of the movie and a point, like, towards the middle of the documentary session, and I just really find those instances annoying. It's okay when it transitions fully from one style to another, but to just kind of insert a couple short scenes here and there that aren't presented in the uh, same style as the documentary, just... And it doesn't sit right.
1: Number three. I really like Leslie as a character and I respect all the hard work and attention to detail that he put into his planning. But the guy doesn't exactly appear to be all that threatening. And even with all the makeup and the mask and knowing all the traps he's got set up, I just still couldn't find him all that threatening. Number two. So they mentioned, as I said earlier, Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers. Um, I think they mentioned Chucky at one point. You know, All of them have supernatural powers and everything. And they hinted at a backstory of Leslie, which may or may not be true. And, spoiler, he survives at the very end. But you're not really sure if he has supernatural powers or not. And it, the way the film's made, it really appears that he doesn't, but... It's never really revealed completely whether or not his backstory was real or f- or if he was making it all up. If they were going to gonna even go that direction, they should have been a little more conclusive. And number one, after the first hour of, of this film, it switches from a documentary style to a regular slasher film. And it worked pretty well, you know, it had a pretty decent twist, however... I definitely thought the documentary style was more fun to watch and the rest of it kind of played out like kind of a tongue in cheek sort of slasher style, but not really all that different from a regular slasher film.
0: And one thing that I I couldn't put in either the top or the bottom is you can tell this was supposed to be the start of a series and they set it up for a sequel and I just sequel probably just would not have worked.
1: Yeah, I can't see them making a sequel to this. Told a complete tale of Leslie Vernon. And I really don't see what they could have done. I mean, maybe you could have opened up a school for one of these slashers or something like that. Or, you know, start, yet like, a slasher union. I don't know. It would have to be something ridiculous. But this movie was only, like, half ridiculous, half, like, serious. So I don't know. I don't, think, I don't know what they would have done i hear they like wrote a script and we're trying to get crowdfunded for it but i i don't know too much about that
0: but you know what i do know about and that's uh the dialogue of this movie so let's give ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war.
1: War, war.
0: we'll quote this movie back and forth you tell us who had the better ones i'll start us off with rule number one nobody gets away run like a motherfucker don't be an uber bitch little bastards just won't die never hang out with a virgin She's empowering herself with cock. It's so sadistic, yet genius. Don't ruin my life's work. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or want to say anything about it, leave it in the comments below. It's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I gave it a 2 out of 10. Behind the Mask... The Rise of Leslie Vernon, is a how-to guide for young and aspiring slashers everywhere. Leslie isn't afraid to divulge trade secrets or involve the uninitiated into his practices, as seen in this one-part documentary. Followed by that is the carnage of Leslie enacting his plan. An interesting take in the world of slashers, delving more into the psyche of those involved, both killer and victim alike. The movie splits well into two-thirds documentary and one-third traditional slasher. It has some character development, very little but good use of practical effects, and an overall dreary tone set to the tune of Leslie Vernon himself. A new slasher for a new age, one that didn't really catch on, but is worth a while.
1: Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, is a satire of the slasher genre, presented as one part interview with a would-be slasher as he details his plan, and a second part in which Leslie puts his plan into action. During the interview portion, Leslie goes through all the tricks and trades of his practice regarding how to properly murder a group of unsuspecting teenagers. The movie pokes fun at all the cliches, common to slasher films, as Leslie attempts to provide seemingly plausible explanations for unrealistic feats. The best part of this movie is definitely Leslie himself, whose enthusiasm and dedication is almost inspiring. He's a man who really puts his all into his art and just can't wait to talk about it with anyone who's interested. Just don't
0: get in his way. So there you have it a 2 out of 10 from Paul and a 3 out of 10 from me. Now I think it's time to tell our friends how to drink away the slick. Drink away the slick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick.
1: Bum, 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 bum.
0: We'll give you some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Leslie gives away a slasher secret, take a drink. Number two, every time Taylor asks a question, take a drink. Number three, whenever Leslie predicts what the teenagers will do, take a drink. Number four, anytime Todd, the cameraman, cheers on or agrees with Leslie, take a drink. And of course, number five, because it's slasher month, anytime anyone gets slashed, take a drink.
1: Every time Leslie's neighbors appear on screen, take a drink. Every time Leslie and the reporter stalk one of Leslie's would-be victims, take a drink. Every time the style of the film changes, take a drink. And every time Doc Halloran shows up out of nowhere, take a drink. And those are your ways, too. Drink away the splick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else b related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com-bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where you can have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below.
0: So it's the end of week five here on Slasher Month. Let's rank these five movies we've seen. Um, For me, number five, Ginger Dead Man with six kills. Three of them in his human form and three as the slasher Ginger Dead Man. Really nothing memorable about the movie other than Gary Busey. Number four, Friday the 13th Part 2 with nine kills, one of them being Mama Voorhees in a flashback. It really just doesn't live up to the slasher genre anymore. It's very dated and loses a lot of its potential victims to a bar. Number three, The Tripper. Killer Ronald Reagan and twenty-five kills. Whoa, badass! Number two, behind the mask: the rise of Leslie Vernon, with a modest nine kills. It ties Friday the Thirteenth in that regard, but the originality of the movie and the uniqueness of it just drives it above the other mo- some of the other movies. For me, though, number one, Drive Through. It balances humor, satire, a little bit of drama nice thriller, and 14 kills, some of which are fairly fun. Number five,
1: Ginger Dead Man. It should have just stayed in the oven. Number four, Friday the 13th Part 2. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it for what it is, but it's it was such a long j- franchise that I just can't help comparing it to other films in that franchise and either even later slasher films. Probably not a fair comparison, but... It's hard not to make it at this point. Number three, The Tripper. You got a guy dressed as Ronald Reagan killing hippies. I mean, that's just such a great setup. Now, number one and number two were difficult because I liked both of them, and they were both satires. I mean, The Tripper was as well, but I had to put number two at Drive Through. I thought it was funny. I really enjoyed it, but... It just wasn't quite as clever as Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. I've never seen a film quite like that, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. I thought the character of Leslie was fun to watch. I liked how they really poked fun at a lot of the common uh, cliches of slasher films by trying to portray them as feasible when they clearly aren't In my opinion, it was just barely a better satire than Drive-Thru, even though Drive-Thru was a really good film as well. So there you have
0: it. Next month is December, and uh, I think we're getting the presents that no one asked for in Christmas sequels. Oh, boy. So we're going to start it out right with, you know, the present of a bunch of, you know, Asian school kids sent to an island to do nothing other than kill each other.
1: That sounds like a pretty good Christmas to
0: me. So first week the 2003 film Battle Royale 2 until next time friends be brave be alive and be back for more